0: Hello and welcome back to Mediums in Action with me, Martin Lit Wilson, and my good friend and medium Ian Doty.
1: Hello, everybody. How are you, Martin? Hello. Uh, how have you been? Uh, I've not been too too uh, to, uh, bad. Uh, a little bit of uh, motivation and uh, creative flow is just going great. I hope it's the same with you, Martin.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, working with spirit and. Uh, uh, and obviously, doing the podcast, it's great to see all the people uh, watching and listening and, uh, and everything else and supporting us uh, with the podcast. So thank you very much, everybody out there, yeah, which, indeed. Which, whichever country you're in, because uh, it's nice to see that we have people listening from all around the world and not just in English speaking countries, it's it's all, all around the world. So it's, it's great. So thank you very much, everybody.
1: I would echo those sentiments. Thank you very much.
0: Uh, With this podcast, we've started charting out how we're going to do podcasts in the future, and we're going to give them very strong themes that we can discuss and advance and uh, and, and move on from. So we've got some really interesting content coming up over the next few months, and this particular podcast, uh, we're going to start with how mediumship works. So we're going to start right back at the basics and kind of go through how we feel it works. Ian's going to talk a little bit about the science of this. And we're also going to kind of give you our experiences of how mediumship works because often people will build up this picture of how a medium works. And when it doesn't quite work for them, they will walk away from mediumship development when what we want to do is kind of get over the feeling that myself and Ian are two very different mediums. We both have different sensations and how we work but both are correct. Both are fine. As long as it works, that's, that's the thing. You know? Ian's a very, very good medium, uh, the amount of evidence that's come through. But he works completely different to me. But that's not to say that he's doing anything wrong, because it's working He's working with tried and tested means from the spiritualist churches, and I work in a different way, which again was influenced by spiritualist churches at least. So So today we're going to be talking about how mediumship works, and I think we should start from right at the beginning, and I think there's two things we need to cover, Ian. One is what happens when we walk into a haunted location, and then we will talk about what happens when we start to give a reading.
1: Yeah, sorry, Martin. How does it happen for you then? You know, when 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 we've been to uh, places, because we seem to rally off each other when we're when we're when we're working at the same uh, venue. So, how does it how does it work for you, Martin? I
0: think for me, when I walk into a haunted venue, the first thing I have to do is I have to not clear my mind, but I have to kind of get relaxed. I want to talk on a sort of paranormal investigation uh, um, way here because not everybody is a host or or medium mm-hmm. uh, for a ghost hunting company, which I'm I'm no longer doing that. But um, but one thing you need to do is is I feel is just kind of calm yourself down, kind of start to be aware of your surroundings. So I will, because of my mindfulness, I, I will slow myself down and just relax. I will start to ignore anybody who's around me, to be honest. So there could be somebody stood next to me and I have to ignore them because otherwise I might, you know, not be able to detect what's around me. And it is kind of a detection. And when I teach mediumship and for me, how it works is often I'll feel there's a pull. Um, I'll feel like a magnetic pull to somewhere. And that's usually when I can hone in and say, oh, yeah, there's a spirit there. Or if it's a ghost, it'll almost feel like a TV, like a static, like the old TVs used to have, like this static energy to it, like a, like a, uh, like a magnetic pushing away feel, and that's how a ghost feels to me. So the the two different things, the intelligent side, I I get pulled towards. I'm I'm kind of it's like a beacon, and then the ghost, I can feel it moving around, and and it'll feel like static charge almost as, as as it goes around, and then I can lead into into communication or description and move on from there but how do you work Ian how, how does that compare to what you do uh,
1: now one of the things is that uh, I'm one of the mediums who uh, I don't need to sort of sit down and calm my mind or that type of thing you know I just walk in I just I'm very very visually orientated even though it's uh, it's it's a, a dark place there's no lights on then you know obviously the way it's coming in and fashioned to my brain, which we'll talk about later, I get the images of where people are stood. I can I can uh, see them, so I've got to be in the alpha wave, you know, for for that to uh, happen. And I'm like you. I know there's people around me, you know, the uh, the app, But uh, they are seemingly put to one side while I'm focusing on what is uh, what is happening. And I you know I just go straight into it. You know what I mean? And i I do uh, sort of stand back after I've mentioned or I'm seeing a gentleman uh, Victorian garb and so forth. And then stand back and then and then my logical self sort of puts up and thinking, Well, was there a door there or why or why am I staying there? Or or indeed the host, um, another medium, one of the guests might say, Well, is there a doorway there? What's are you what are you doing? What is the what what is this happening? For me, it's a very automated process, bearing in mind, as you mentioned, my teachings through the spiritualist churches. Uh, it's how I work. It's uh, you know, I've always been a very visual person. My my uh, learning to read and whatever and and schooling i had to see it done in order to do it so i think it's in my makeup to be visual i was always a quiet person believe it or not so therefore it comes that it would be the clairaudience side of things is very sort of i just mention it as and when it sort of happens but to me the visual side is really really strong so that's that's how I get uh, into a building and start talking. You see the layers of the building, how they used to be, uh, you know, fabrics on walls and that type of thing. And I relay what I see to the people there in the best way that I you can, as much detail.
0: So when I say that I calm myself down, it doesn't mean that I sit there for two three minutes doing meditation. I mean...
1: Oh, sorry, Martin.
0: What what I mean is, is just before I start to open up, and this is probably because of the mindfulness, but what I do is... I just kind of take a deep breath, really. I kind of take a deep breath, and I see that calming myself down. So I kind of forget thinking about, oh, I've got that bill to pay next Thursday. I've Oh, my car needs to change its tyres. Or, oh, I wonder if my son's all right because he had a bit of a temperature this morning. I have to rid that of me, so I don't concentrate too much on, on that information. I, I'm kind of refocusing. Myself and Ian have both said that we see it often uh, like a radio, that... Uh, the old-fashioned radios where you're turning a dial, so you're changing your frequency. And, and that's how I see this is that I take the breath and then I'm I'm focusing in and, and then that's when I start to sense things. And like Ian, uh, like what you were saying is, it's interesting what happens because the first thing, I, I never know what's going to come first. And sometimes it can be, that the room gets decorated almost before in front of your eyes, doesn't it, Ian? It's kind yeah, of, it does.
1: It does. It's a bit off-putting at times.
0: It, it, suddenly you're thinking, hang on a minute, I'm seeing green curtains and I'm seeing a picture of a very stern-looking man on the wall and I'm seeing this. And, and, and it's interesting, actually, and I, I want to know what your thoughts about this are, Ian, because when I see the whole walls change and, and everything like that, is it a ghost, what we're seeing? Is that a recording of all of those materials, the furniture and the fabrics, or is it a memory of somebody? Is it is it the spirit memory that somebody was stood in that room and we are seeing somebody's memory of what that room looked like? So is it stone tape or is it is it actually a spirit's memory?
1: I think it could be a, a mix of the two. Uh, the way that my guide just mentioned to me, you know, William, uh, as you were asking the uh, question, the stone tape theory sort of puts over that energy from a living person, our auric field, is continuously giving out information, that's where psychics can get some very startling information about a about a person and that inter interpopulates and permeates into the fabric the floor, whether it's wood, stone uh, and into the fabrics and I do feel, particularly with the uh, ghost energy which is, it's a, it's a psychic sort of um, feel to it to me ghosts feel flat and spirit feel ever so lively, so I think it's a reflection of that energy of the person when they were alive and it begs the question now you know as a living person are we um, sort of factualizing into our auric field what our own home looks like does the energy go a lot further than thought I would put over it's due to the to the charge particles that are emitted away from a physical body that radiates and sort of it's almost like uh, it's just Bounces off all the off off all the walls. So when you're seeing a ghost, you're seeing a re a reflection through the uh, the bombardment of atoms, particles, whatever that are coming back and therefore hitting back in back into the physical body the same way radio waves, electrical waves, TV, microwaves are all doing, you know, so I feel it's a part hand in hand
0: like a recording. In the electromagnetic sphere, that that psychic information is being sent out and then sometimes you're able to record that information back. Because if we look at the works of uh, T.C. Lethbridge, who was a famous dowser and and ghost investigator, he believed that the conditions for leaving a psychic recording or, or a ghost had to be damp, or high humidity, shall we say, Mm -hmm. and it had to be of something of high emotional distress or pleasure. He reckoned that, let's say, um, you have a a young man sat at the side of a lake, and obviously that's huge high humidity, then if that gentleman was thinking uh, rude thoughts or whatever, that somehow they might actually be recorded in the area and then maybe ten years down the line somebody might be walking down there and, and see a ghost of a white lady or a naked white lady or something like yeah. that yeah and actually it's not a ghost of somebody who was actually alive but actually it was a projection a psychic projection yeah. Yeah. I suppose
1: yes and I mean th- personally I think it's uh, through a uh, repetitious act you know if you go to a place where there's been multiple multiple hangings over say uh, 20 30 years then yes if just the uh, one then I do feel here please Uh, it's almost it's it doesn't come through the same way so i do feel it's a repetitious act hence why you go to a place you're more likely to pick up the servants the maid the you know people who are in in and out busy in rather than you know like if you go to a castle you're likely to see guards and uh, maids servants than the king or queen you know so i think it's uh i think it's from that point of view more so for me anyway that's
0: a really good point that you make that Maybe the repetition creates the recording over and over again. Because you, if you consider how many times a particular person walks up and down a corridor, and one of the places that we've investigated is Gainsborough Hall, yeah, and one of the corridors is called—is is it the Princess Corridor
1: or something? I think <laughs> it's, it is somewhere along somewhere. Yeah, like,
0: the Ladies I, Corridor yeah. or something like that, and and a lady's been seen walking up and down there. Now, if her accommodation was. On that level, and she walked up and down there every single day, what four, five, six times, times that by twenty years. Mm. the repetition is bound to be there, and you can imagine that 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 there would be a recording there. and if somebody was in the right frame of mind, and it's interesting that a lot of people's experiences, certainly um because of the many museums we visited, a lot of the people's experiences reported by curators or security guards. I've been when they've been doing very mundane things, thinking yeah. about other things, not been thinking about their surroundings, but actually thinking, oh, I can't wait to get home and have a bacon sandwich. And then suddenly they see a ghost. It's almost like if you if you take the mind out of gear from... Exactly, there, yeah. That suddenly you are aware of this psychic resonance being recorded that walks backwards and forwards. So that's a really interesting theory, Ian, actually. I, I never thought of it like that, believe it or not.
1: We've talked over things loads of times, you know, and I think we're both fascinated by how things work, you know, and just the whole uh, resonance of, a, of a, a building and the fabric of it and the makeup of it. It's, it's fantastic. It's beautiful, isn't it?
0: We've walked into a haunted location. We're both sensing or feeling ghosts uh, or spirits. So how does that feel to us? I mean, how... I want you to tell me exactly how does it feel to you. Do, do you... Tingling? Do you get pulled? Do you get... How does it feel? Do you get headache? Do you get...
1: Um, if we... To cover the topic of how i am with ghost energies first um as i've mentioned i'm very very visual so i see people in situ and it's like watching a film you know it's like i'm carrying an ipad or a tv with me uh and i'm seeing it in there i can feel it i can interact with it there's sometimes i get the um, feelings that come with that energy that could be their um their personality you know very very dour, angry. Uh, Joyful, all of that type of thing, but um, I don't get tingles or headaches or such. I'm very just much aware that at times, you know, when I what I'm what I'm seeing, I'm just thinking, oh my God, how beautiful is this, or how fascinating. And sometimes it just takes my breath away. I just thinking, flipping hell, this feels. It looks so real, but the feelings are not there. You know, it's it, it is like walking into a room and seeing a holographic projection uh, walking around a room. You know, the same way now they're doing with micro jackson concerts you know it feels it has the same sort of uh, feeling for me it it comes over though it's in full color it comes over as being flat when it comes over spirit wise um like you i'm drawn straight away i just look in that area and i see the person whether it's a man it's a woman uh, then i then i'll see them walking and they normally look over towards me and they walk towards me or they might sort of look sort of give me a, a sort of a you know, who the hell are you? Uh sort of look as they walk past, uh go through a door and go. It's very much the same. When you're in a darkened room and you got guests there, you know, you might have 15, 20, 20 people without being able to see them, you can still feel where they are because it's a living energy. So you must be in a subconscious way perceiving that energy as so it comes and you and you'll walk up to somebody knowing there's a person there or there's a person who stood back, you know that they've that they've moved Uh, and spirit to me is the very much the same thing Uh, it is almost uh, put it into a point um, you can be at home you know you might be doing your pots or or having a cup of coffee looking out the kitchen window over Oh, I've got to do all this gardening somebody walks up and you're thinking it's your wife or your partner or whatever or one of your kids so real you turn around and there's nobody there nobody you can nobody that you can see at that time and it really feels like there's a person there A physical person comes up and says hello yeah it really is very 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 stark to me as in stark as in real vivid
0: i'm very similar in that when i sense a ghost as i mentioned before i often feel it feels it's not flat, but I know that it's kind of it doesn't feel like spirit. It doesn't feel like a human, and sometimes humans feel very similar to spirit, and spirit feels very similar to humans. But with a ghost energy, it feels different. It feels it feels like, as Ian says, that I'm watching television. Or in my circumstance, it feels like I'm watching an old television. I can feel a little bit of static energy as it as it's moving around. Yeah.
1: It's almost a two. It's almost a two D representation, isn't it? Yeah,
0: I, I and, and as I'm talking about this, and I'm thinking, how do I exactly feel? I'll often get the emotion first as well, and, uh, and and it's nice to break this down because often I will feel my emotions because I'm a very moody person anyway. Just ask any of my friends. But uh, it, it, mm-hmm. if I I can I can feel a mood often first, and I, I can walk into a room and I can I can feel. Uh, if If something mm. particularly grim's happened in there or there's been upset I, f- I sense that very, very quickly. So often i'll feel the mood first i'll feel that it's a ghost and and then I'll be able to give a description. Sometimes the description is not like a, a you know full color 3 d image. Sometimes it's very hard, and, and sometimes I put. Sometimes I, I get little clippets of information. So I'll look at a ghost, and I might say it's got grey hair, it's got a black dress. It's got. There might be certain details that often disappear or are not there. Does that happen with you, Ian? Do you, do you often see little bits, or, or do you always, with a ghost, do you see the full thing?
1: Um. Whether your ghost energy there is uh, largely, I will see in fairly good detail, you know. Um, but there could be factors, and I'm sort of trying to trying to perceive because what you don't want to say, oh, the person's got a pencil in the hand, their nail polish is blue, you know, it doesn't serve any sort of purpose. So for me, it's like taking away uh, a little bit of it and concentrating on the semblance of it you know the main things you know the height the build male female what they uh, sort of look like and what their dress you know if they're in a big green dress or or if they if it's a gentleman who I've learned a lot of history doing the paranormal uh, and I had to go on the on the internet at one point just to see um, what sort of era that standard dress was from so now I can say oh it's Jacobean it's Victorian uh, it's civil war all of that type of thing but that is through being their standard of dress so perhaps in order to try to personalize it more and be more definite about what area it is perhaps i'm focusing on what they're wearing rather than the feelings you know and say no oh, this person is victorian they're wearing this they're wearing that so maybe it's a faculty of me where i've consciously chosen to focus on an um, element which i feel that's that is where i largely go to be honest
0: and maybe that's linked in on a personal level, that being in the army, you were surrounded by uniform and different levels of uniform. Sorry, different levels like generals or, or whatever. So there was different uniforms around you at any one time. So the style of dress, I should imagine, is very, very important in the army anyway, especially well, yeah. if you're trying to work out if that's an enemy uh, soldier or something. But um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but so, so I imagine that that would have been important to you, where... Possibly the reason why I get the emotion first is that that might be very important to me. That I have to try and work out emotionally how this person is around me, coming yeah. from my background. Um, so when I sense spirit, I, two things happen with me. Is firstly, it's like dealing with a normal person, like as if Ian was stood in front of me talking to me. And I can sense them, I can feel what their emotion is, I can see how they're reacting to me. And that is, you know, very, very 3D holographic sort of feeling to me with spirit. Sometimes if I'm struggling to find something in a room or I feel that there's some very strange energy or often I'll see my spirit guide walk to a particular area and almost kind of drive my eyes to an area or kind of pull me forward and kind of almost say to me, Come here, you know, and kind of walk closer, and, and you'll get a better idea. So, my guides often help me uh, in in a way of kind of pushing me forward towards uh, another spirit, or or kind of will bring through a spirit for me. Uh, does it does your guides
1: help you when you're sensing with spirit um very 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 much you know there's there's a, uh it's not necessarily in the same manner they uh, normally speak to me they will you know they will they will say oh you've missed something or there's something over there there's this or they might say i might be thinking oh this uniform is civil war but i don't know whether it's a, a parliamentarian or a royalist and they'll say it's royalist you know what I mean? oh okay i can say now this is royalist so they help me in that faculty, more so than um, sort of anything else, you know. And uh, a funny little thing there is, you know, my uh, my guide William, bless him. I used to make uh, very detailed notes of all the paranormal events I've been on and put him in a database. And he appeared nine or ten times before I realised who he who he uh, who he was. So he's walking through this, you know, a spirit walking through this building. He's never been linked to it, and yeah, there he is. And I've linked him down before I realised it was uh, it was uh, William. So um, my guides have helped me in that way.
0: I get that as well, where you say, "Oh, this person's dating from
1: 1895," and somebody will say "No, 1862." Or yeah, something. yeah, it does. It's no, like, you're wrong. 1862. I think. Okay, sorry, I've been uh, corrected. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I, I've had that. Uh, yeah, 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 it's great, and and it's great being corrected by a mysterious voice. Well, not not mysterious because you know who it is, but getting corrected by a voice. <laughs> telling, yeah, yeah, telling you very gently, but. Uh, One thing I do want to say is myself and Ian and and especially Ian uh, has had extremely uh, long time to hone his craft as being a medium. So the levels that we're talking to you about are achievable Whatever your stage is at the moment is, if you're a beginner or whether you class yourself as intermediate, don't be very harsh on yourself if you're not getting the kind of results that we're saying. We're, we're telling you how we work, and and as you can see, there's some similarities, but it can be completely different for you. You know, you might get all this, all the symptoms first. You might get the uh, emotions come through first, or you might get this really strong image of, of somebody. It's not right or wrong, it's just that you've got to learn how to differentiate between a ghost and a spirit and also uh, from a ghost and also somebody's psychic thoughts as well. When we're ghost hunting or, or in a haunted location... How much do you think is psychic, Ian? And how much is mediumship?
1: I think most of it is uh, psychic. It's like the whole building is a big psi- psychometry exercise, you know, because you're, pe- you know, you're perceiving images or there should be a door here or where's the stairs gone, that uh, type of thing, where the overall theme is, it's almost a, a microcosm within a macrocosm or however that goes. When um, spirit come in, it's very pinpoint information. I always put it over as in, let's let's say history says, oh, there was a fire here in, uh, let's say, 1849. And Smith will come in and say, no, it wasn't. It was 1846. Uh, I was killed in it, you know, and it's that type of thing. And it didn't happen there. It happened over here. And it was due to. And then these things can be found out once they, you know, if you get different mediums going over, uh, going over to the same place over the period of time, and they're all saying the same thing, then I think that sort of leads to, well, perhaps we need to have a look into it and perhaps change the history there so say it's probably going to be maybe 70 30 in the favor of psychic over spirit but the 30% uh, really does outweigh um what you're going to perceive because Ghosts don't talk to you, so you've got to perceive that energy. Uh, why they're here in that garb, So there must have been something here. Where spirit tell you, no, it was this, it was it was it was that. So even though it's a smaller context, I would say it's uh, the information is more viable. Uh, it's coming from a direct source rather than your uh, perceived mind. You know, as in, or oh, it must be this. Uh, we can, you know, we can we can be wrong. We we uh, may well be getting the Victorian garb and then we find out it was a masquerade ball, and it's actually early 20th century do you know what I mean or the 21st so there's loads of little things there but spirit I would say are the main element of it all the what makes the whole thing go well
0: it's interesting that you make the point of a masquerade ball because that actually happened to to me when I was working with a medium at a place called Elverston Castle in uh, Nottingham and, uh, and while we were there, the medium walked into one of the uh, rooms. It was a very large room with uh, pillars and, and it was all gilted. And the medium said, uh, oh, I can see people dancing. It looks like definitely Elizabethan. They've got Elizabethan costume. And the guide was saying, no, 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 no. This is, this is only Victorian. No, no, no. And then it came quite clear that actually that actually they did used to hold fancy dress balls they used to ha- uh, do all of that so exactly what you've said has actually yeah. happened to yeah. me and then it was kind of oh wow um, so um yeah i, I think i think it's interesting that you say about that a lot of it is is psychic especially at the beginning and um and certainly when walking around do you know, I'll see antique furniture, or, do you know, I'll kind of hold things or uh, I'll kind of think about on a cyclic le- level what I-, I can sense and feel. When you're in a haunted location and there's a lot of things happening, like you've got traffic outside, you've got lights, you've got torches, you've got all that sort of thing. How are you able to hone your senses down and be able to focus on uh, on what's actually there?
1: Well, it comes from uh, a repetition of doing mediumship over over a good number of years. When you're in the Spiritist Church, you know, or when you're in front of a group of people, if it, if it's a community centre, whatever, you've got people banging about, going to the toilet, uh, having a drink, having a little bit of a chat in the uh, background. So you largely learn to put it to one put it to one side. However, there's the element of you going into a slower brain rhythm, the uh, the alpha wave, which is around. Uh, eight to fifteen cycles per second it's very very slow it's the same type of feeling when you go when you drop into a sleep you i'm not quite sure it's a hippooccic or hipgogic which one it, which one it is asleep or uh, waking, but you're in the alpha wave, so that is when you will uh, perceive most and when you're in that alpha wave. The beta wave, uh, which is higher, um, and it's it's coming over almost towards fifteen to forty cycles, so it's very very busy. It's when we focus, we have to take in information, we have to act on it. So when when all the when the, when the mind is quieter, you tend not to notice what is going on around you. Traffic noise, you just don't hear. I've been doing demos, and somebody said, "Oh look, we're very sorry about dropping all those knives and forks in the kitchen." And I said, "I didn't hear a thing." It's partly to do with the, the brainwave and, over a period of time, not fussing about somebody talking or a baby, somebody who's got a baby in the audience, and it's uh, sort of crying. I say to them, don't, uh, say, don't worry about it, I will not hear it, and I don't.
0: It's a bit like the old uh, florists, isn't it, where uh, one of my local florists, mm. I, I walk in, and it's just so pungent with flowers and, and it's such an amazing smell. And I'll say to them, wow, it smells lovely in here today, and no, we can't smell it. Uh, and I thought, yeah. really? Yeah, we can't smell a thing. No, no, can't smell a thing. We can smell the daffodils opposite when we go outside, but we can't actually smell the flowers in here. And it's it's a way your brain works, isn't it? It's a survival it mechanism that it concentrates <clears throat> on what it needs to know, not what it not uh, what yeah. it doesn't need to know.
1: Yeah, when when you when you first walk in, you know you like you say you get all those smells, and then there's all these smells are uh, being uh, you know changed from a chemical to a to a uh, electrical impulse, and it stimulates uh, the calcium channels within a cell, and the cell is thinking you know oh smell 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 smell. Not the cell, um, in the receptors, sorry. And the receptor is sparking off, sending electrical stimulus, this smell, this smell, this smell, this smell. And over a certain period of time, it goes, okay, yeah, we got it. And they just close the calcium channels off. So therefore, the signal is still being sent, just doesn't go through. It's like putting uh, a piece of cardboard in the, uh, the dinger off one of these fire alarms. It's still going off, but it's not hitting the bell, so you don't hear it.
0: Your brain is still processing that information. But it's not changing your senses in such a way that you're still no. getting overwhelmed by, uh, by the flowers. So that's when we walk into a haunted location and how we work. Thank you everybody for listening and this has been Mediums in Action.